Are you ready to start the show, Pete? Well, uh, uh, where's the band? There is no band tonight. What? They're not coming? Not coming. Sorry. What about the bartender? No bartender. No bartender. He's on holidays. What about the uh, live studio audience? No, not tonight. No live studio audience. It's just me and you, Ben? <laughs> just you and me. Well, let's make it sexy then. <laughs> Hit the theme song. Cheers, honey. Cheers. Sounds like I'm slurring my words already. <laughs> I need to do the uh, tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it's not the same when it's not live. No, I know. Ooh, what a hot crowd. What a hot crowd. It's an awfully lonely Dutch Hall here today, but the hot crowd at home always makes me feel more more at home. Thank you, everybody, for joining me again for another week of Live from the Dutch Hall, straight from the 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 now, I call it like a romance pit that is the I Dutch know. Hall. Like you've got candles lit. It's like romantic atmosphere. Oh, every well, sometimes it gets a bit stinky in here. Just a bunch of boys, you know, you know, carrying on with uh, surly talk and they like are scented candles. No, oh, I, I, I really did it up nice. Is it a surprise to you? Was it a surprise when you came in? Yeah, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't think we'd be doing a podcast. I thought we'd be doing something else. But. Well, hey, there's still time for that. There's still time for that. This show, this the week, after show, huh? Yeah, the after show live on Periscope. <laughs> no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> Periscope is one of those things. We I, we had some limited success with it last week. We we tried it out and it was a lot of fun to do. But um, the one thing that oh excuse me, the one thing that it it sucks about living out in the sticks is that your internet is not uh, conducive. So it looks good on your on your camera, but then when you go to look at the footage afterwards, it's all grainy and stuff. And that is due to Pine Grove internet, which is what the uh, what the common man does to hold us r- rural people down. It's what the man's out there doing, trying to hold us rural people down, is giving us crappy internet so that we can't accomplish anything like Periscope, right? But this is, but so we've given it a break today because Pine Grove internet is uh, behaving very poorly. So we decided to go just with the old school live from the Dutch Hall, live to you on the interweb, all over on iTunes, Stitcher, con- or all the Ultranet. Huh? Yeah, B-Pod, all the ones that you can get to listen to podcast programming. Live from the Dutch Hall is one of the best programs on the internet. Thanks for joining us here today. And our guest, which you'd think that if I have no one in the Dutch Hall and all I have is my beautiful wife, uh, Jane Van Dyken, that this would be something that maybe because Pete's lazy, he doesn't go out and book proper <laughs> guests. He just let he let, let it slide by and then just had his wife come in and, as a matter of obligation. But it couldn't be further from the truth. The truth is that this is a very uh, hot guest. It's a it's a tough guest to book. We I mean, For me to be able to get you to come in and sit with me and talk for an hour, a busy woman, a professional like yourself, it's not easy to do. That's right. It was carved out weeks ago. Yes. In we book- calendar, family yeah. calendar. <laughs> we booked this. We said, tonight is the night of a romantic Dutch hall. And I said to the band, stay home, you bums. <laughs> we don't need you. We don't need you, Charters and Mike. You guys go do whatever the heck you want tonight. I just need my wife here because we're going to nail this tonight. And what I decided to do for a show topic 
is we decided to go with, uh, I thought, what what is, uh, I always am amazed by the expression, there's three things you shouldn't talk about in polite conversation, and they are religion, sex, and politics, right? Or right. politics, sex, and religion, or sex, re- politics, and religion, whatever. Those three things. Some people would say it's sex, no, sorry, some people would say it's politics, religion, or money that oh, you shouldn't talk true. about. So maybe money's on the list too. But husbands and wives don't have polite conversation, I guess. No, that's right. That's why we're in. There's two reasons why we can talk about those three subjects today on the show, and that's is because number one, husbands and wives they don't have to have polite conversation. We can talk about whatever we want, right? Right. And also, life from the Dutch Hall does not uh, is not ever a polite conversation. Polite, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> those are the three favorite my three no favorite things barred. to talk about. So we're going to talk about all three of them today. Yeah, it should be no holds barred. But before we do then that, we should probably just talk about what's going on with us in the week and stuff like that. A couple stories. Is that from, interesting? Well, that's how you do it. You kind of make a rapport with the audience. You talk, you chit chat, and you talk about what what's going on in the world the way you see it. Right from my lens this week, I walked around our planet that is Earth, and right. I saw a bunch of things, and I tell people at home what, about it. Yeah, human so, interest. Yeah. So the one thing I wanted to talk about was our great Canadian. Oh, the, the reason I want is our great Canadian hero. Eugenie Bouchard. You know Eugenie Bouchard? Yes. Jane, the tennis player? Yes. She's a little tennis player. I, I mentioned her on the show. Hot blondie. Yeah. <laughs> as people like to think of her not as a tennis player. She's a great tennis player, though. And she was just named the uh, one of the five, no, sorry, the most marketable athlete in the world. In the world. Wow. Yeah. The, More than Tiger Woods? Like I not would... even on the top five. Really? Not even on the top five. Not yeah. since he did all those dirty things with all those girls at Perkins and stuff. Yeah. I just saw a cool uh, thing on Facebook, though, with an ad with him in it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. This is in the world, though. So, yeah. so it's not America. Uh, right. It's not in the States. Yeah. In fact, no American athletes made the list, unless you count David Beckham, who played in the United States soccer. Yeah. He's retired now. He makes more money retired than most athletes do in the prime, in the prime of their career. Smart guy. Yeah, well, marketable guy, right? right? So number one was Eugenie Boussard, and then there was a soccer player, and uh, Roger Federer was on the list. Um, and then who was? The, uh, and then I don't remember the the other one, but it was uh, it was in a, a world sport though, like something you're competing in a world stage, you know? Oh, so, golfer! It was a golfer. There was one golfer, but it wasn't Tiger Woods. It was some other guy. Australian, maybe, or something. But like, they're all set for life, right? Because they. Well, they, I think it wasn't talking about how much money they made, but how much how marketable they were, mm-hmm. like as a, their personality combined with their talent or whatever. And mm-hmm. because Jeannie Bouchard, she hit the top five in the world, and uh, so that was one thing. And then she made it to the finals in Wimbledon. So, like you know, she she had established herself as a talent as a top talent in in the sport, as well as being incredibly beautiful, you yes. know, which she is. And I was at a restaurant this week. I stopped to get some lunch, uh, and I went up to the bar. And I just sat up at the bar and ordered my sandwich and soup because uh, you don't want to be at a table by yourself looking like a, a loser, you know? So you go up and, or a loser by the bar, you hide away, you look like an alcoholic instead. <laughs> it's more acceptable, right? <laughs> Even though I just drank water with my lunch, but I was having it. And it, so and I'm sitting. Ogled the ladies. Well, I was looking at the TV. You're sitting at the bar and they have a TV behind the bar, right? Right. So I watched the TV and it was uh, the end of the G- Eugenie Bouchard match. At the French Open. And Did she grunt? I didn't hear much of her grunting. She was very disappointed in her performance, though, because she lost in the first round there. And then afterwards, they showed the press conference of this this uh, young thing. And uh, I tell you, Jane, it was I felt she looked so sad. She was just so sad. 
and so beautiful. <laughs> right? You just wanted I was to just take sitting there all sorrow. lonely at the th- I mean like, you know, if I could just if I could just reach out to Jeannie Bouchard, just put my arm around I'd her. I'd make her feel better. You say, come on, what do you can I get you? A nice bowl of soup? <laughs> you want me to rub your feet? Mm-hmm. You want to talk about it? Maybe it's just something you want to like. You want to have a good cry? Yeah. You want to going to hug? I'd love to do I it. I have big shoulders. Yeah. I would love to do that for her just as a gentleman, you know? And if one thing led to another, then Is I would have to tell her. Is she on your top five? She's very beautiful, Jane. She's very beautiful. I, 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 gotta, I don't know about... Uh, Man, she, she's she's pretty Do good. People know about our top five. Everyone's got a top five. That's like an old Friends thing. I think if you were born in the seventies or something, you watched Friends, then you were uh, you probably have a top five. You know, or is it a top five? Are you allowed? Are we allowed to actually? I thought that was the rules. If you actually like top five of unattainable people. What do you mean unattainable? I could get you, Jeannie Bouchard. <laughs> I'm a very good listener. Right. I'm a very good listener. But if, if that opportunity ever presented, then fair game. Okay. Well, that, the thing about attainable is, is, is a thing. Like, so if I go to say, uh, you can't just go to like a girl you actually know, right? No, no. Yeah, you can't it would her... be like an actress or a model or a... Can it be a low-level Canadian actress that I have a chance to actually... Like, where's the well, chance? Can, yeah, this is... I don't Can know. Can she work so... at like... How about a... Uh, uh, a uh, girl that worked at the radio station at CD 98.9. Is that enough of a celebrity? No. I don't know exactly <laughs> that's a local, where the That's a local is, radio station? No? No. No, that's that's not enough. What <laughs> that's about, attainable. What about, what about like a Toronto? Her. What about a Toronto station? Yeah, no. Fam- CBC? Famous. I don't know what famous is, but... Like much music. A much music VJ. <laughs> Could I, I pick know. a much... Enough. Five unattainable yeah. <laughs> famous well, people. The time I had the beet salad and pineapple juice, <laughs> what, there was a girl from Much Music there at the restaurant, and she could be on my list if I saw her on TV enough. If I was, a, you know, maybe pre-named list written down. Maybe we Before needed a contract. So if I meet the person, <laughs> I have to take them off the list. Even, what if I was at a place like so? Let's say I'll go. I'll give you a bone. Let's say uh, what girl that's always been on my list is. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Right. Oh, I just love her, eh? Yes. She's just terrific. So, Rachel McAdams. So, we would both she's, mutually she's, have to deem her unattainable and then... Do you? Yeah. You deem her unattainable, okay? Yes. Because there is <laughs> there is a six degrees of separation thing here, right? Like, she's a Saint, she's from St. Thomas, Ontario. It's just down the road. Yeah. It's just, a, it's not even an hour's drive. That's okay. Go nuts. If you she meet comes home Rachel for Christmas. McAdams and she wants you, enjoy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh man, I might start hanging around. Because I know that's part of your top five, so that's a given. Oh, uh, she's probably not. I'm gonna be let down. I bet you if I meet her, eh? <laughs> I've got her built up on such a pedestal. How many? Oh, oh it's like the. Dutch we hall. have this is the first ever episode of Life from the Dutch Hall where we've been attacked by mosquitoes. Usually, I've uh, <laughs> I've I've made it, I've made it so that the mosquitoes can't get in. But t- but today I had the doors open when we were when I was fixing some stuff in here and. uh the mosquitoes just came to life because we had the first rain in like uh, months around here. And it, was, it wasn't much. It wasn't enough for anybody out there uh, slaving away. That We need a lot more rain than what we got. But so, and then Texas, they get it all. In Texas, they're, it's terrible. And, and Mexico, all the floods and stuff. Have you been paying attention to that? No. No. That's the thing about uh, this subject. I hear it from you. Right. I like to watch the news. I like to pay attention to what's going on in the world, eh? I think it's important. Yeah. But uh, it's terrible what's going on. They get it all and we get none here. So it seems to be the way it goes. It's always extreme weather. 
The only other story that happened this week, anyways, Eugenie Bouchard, if you need someone, you don't feel bad about yourself. You're going to be just fine, kiddo. You you're, you you got your whole life ahead of you. Just get it together and like and start winning some stuff after the fact, eh? You got you got a whole your whole world ahead of you. And I do I actually am uh, upset that you don't people like uh, objectify Eugenie Bouchard. I really am because uh she's a great tennis player. And uh, but she's un- incredibly beautiful. You can't even uh, you can't even stand to look at her. Sometimes you're like, this is too. She's too good looking, you know. And she's nice when you hear her in the interviews and stuff like that. She seems very human. She answers like, yeah. She's probably like top A student. She's like probably all around. She's a great person. Yeah. Real catch. Yeah. So has anyone caught her? No, no. no. And she was asked in the one interview. She's and, too busy practicing. Well, and she's probably winning. yeah. She's a dedicated yeah. She's a professional, mm-hmm. right? Good for her. Anyways, this that was our little sports segment. I like to throw a sports segment out for uh, Mike Bow because uh, even though he's not here today, I saw him really perk up last week. Oh, and he last got week's so episode. animated. He loved it. He loved the sports, eh? Yeah. So like, I'm going to throw a little sports in once in a while just for Mike because I know how much he likes it. And then maybe I bet next... you he dreams of Eugenie Bouchard. Oh, why wouldn't you? She's, she's, she seems just to, like, uh, she might be on the list. I'll put her on there. I can't think of anyone off he the top of my head. He watches hockey and then he says he falls asleep, but then he probably watches a little tennis right before he goes to sleep. I got a pretty old <laughs> list, Jane, too. That's what I was thinking. I got a pretty old list. Some of those girls are getting a little long in the tooth. The top five? Yeah. Yeah. Some well, of my old update, one. write it down, and then we'll uh, sign the bottom. Is it creepy if my, if my top five keeps getting younger like that? Jeannie Bouchard's quite a bit younger than me. Like that would be awkward. Like she would have to have daddy issues to date me. If she's got a stable father relationship, she's never dating. Another reason she's unattainable, though. Well, that's right. (laughs) That is right. I mean, I I would say she's unattainable. Rachel McAdams, you know, in ten years, uh, maybe maybe this career starting to slow down. Maybe she's getting some bad plastic surgery by that point in time. You so know? keep her on the list. And then I'm like, she's still on that list. She that list is lame. come back and visit St. Thomas. You might see her at that golf store where you get the good deals. She'll be a guest on Life from the Dutch Hall. Right. At the tail end of her career. She'll be desperate for... <laughs> I'll be I'll be at hundreds <laughs> hundreds of listeners by then. And then... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We are at hundreds of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Anyways, so this episode, we should probably get on with the show. Oh, yeah, we digress. Yeah, well, there's three things we got to get through, and one of them is, uh, we got, what do we got, politics, sex, and religion. So let's start with religion. Oh, fun. You like religion? You're, uh, you're, I have a religion. You're a Catholic girl. Yes. I married a Catholic girl, is that right? Yeah. For those of you at home that don't know, this is uh, my guest. I didn't introduce you properly. My guest tonight is the lovely and talented... Uh, Dr. Jane Van Dyke. I know you hate being called Dr. Jane Van Dyke, but you've earned it. You're you're a skilled uh, optometrist and professional in the community, right? Yeah, depends on the setting. Yeah, Dutch Hall doesn't really. Uh... Well, you're classier than I am. That's that's agreed upon, <laughs> isn't it? Sure. Yes, it is. A, it is. A, there's no question about that that you're more classy than I am, and you're uh, quite an impressive person. If I wasn't your husband, too intense. You'd be a great. You'd be. A, who are you yeah. or me? Well, <laughs> in our own ways. <laughs> yeah. We're just an intensity fire. We think of ourselves as being easygoing sometimes, and then we realize we're, we're not so easygoing. Not. <laughs> we're not at all easygoing. Everything is uh, at up high speed that we do. I know. Intensity is pretty great, actually. But it, it makes some cool things happen. That's the nice part about it. Yeah. If you're not go, go, go like that, then you don't accomplish as much, you know? Like, so I just think it's fun. I'm glad someone's 
paced similarly to me, but sometimes I think you definitely out you definitely outpace me. I can't keep up to you. You're like the Energizer Bunny. I just can't keep up to you. I've always been known to be con- very consistent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just always at full speed. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to thank uh, my <laughs> thank my <Sorry>. wife, Dr. <laughs> Jane Van Dyke, for coming in to be our guest on this week's episode. Let's hear it for her. Let's hear it for her. All right, there you go. You got your proper introduction. So we'll get on with our first topic, which is religion. Well, as uh, as you know, I married a Catholic girl. I am a small C Catholic, as I've I mentioned on the show. And when you're a Catholic, it's like when you're a black person, you can use the N-word. You know that? You know like the, how that's true? No. Like a white guy can't use the N-word. I can't use the N-word. Right. And a black guy can. Right. Right, in rap songs or in comedy or whatever, they can say it. You're not like to say, like, oh, that guy's racist. You're like, well, he... It's, it's his business if he wants to use it, you know? Yeah. They've earned the right. They've got the history to support them owning that word, but uh, we have no business with it, right? The, as a white man. Exactly. So as a Catholic, I feel if we're going to talk about religion, I might as well start with my own people because I can say whatever I want about the Catholics because I am one, right? Yes, that makes sense. Right? So oftentimes in the past in this show, I've put my uh, attention on Pope Francis, our new Pope, right? The leader of our church pope francis everyone likes pope francis he's a great guy yeah but i've challenged him i've tried to get the yard sale together with him for a while sell some of that extra shit they got the uh, vatican and i always like to keep up on what's going on with the pope so uh, for today's show i read a couple of articles about the pope and one of them it really the first one it's just a just a little interesting story it's a tidbit a little side jane if you if you will uh, he told the newspaper, he goes, I have not watched, this is Pope Francis saying this, right? Yeah. He says, I have not watched t- TV since 1990. It's a promise that I made to the Virgin of Carmen on the night of the 15th of July, 1990. I told myself it's not for me. There were no exceptions. The Argentinian Pope, a card-carrying fan of the football side, insisted, I watched nothing. There is a Swiss guard that every week tells me the results of how we're doing in the league table. So he follows a soccer team just through some Swiss guard who watches it or follows it and tells the Pope what's going on with the soccer team. But other than that, he, he, he made a promise to the Virgin of Carmen that he's never going to watch TV again. He says he doesn't surf the internet either. He only reads uh, one newspaper for 10 minutes in the morning. And then he goes on to say that. But I'm, I'm stuck on this thing where he doesn't read. He doesn't watch TV. And he hasn't watched it since the 15th of July, 1990. And off the top of his head, the Pope remembers the 15th of July, 1990. That date rolls off his tongue. Right. Just says it right to the newspaper reporter. The 15th of July. He probably says it with disdain. The 15th. He's like he saw a something. ticked. So this is the day that the Pope decided this TV thing's not for me. I'm making a promise to the Virgin of Carmen, whoever that is, right? To never watch TV again, I'll never forget the day, the 15th of July, 1990. Well, that got me thinking, right? How do you read an article like that and not think about it? To think what possibly could have been on television on the 15th of July, 1990. So I do some research, because that's what I do. I research. I do work for the show, Jane. I take take great pride in it. (laughs) So tell me. Well... I went on the 15th of July and I saw what the, what was on TV then. So you can go on uh, the internet. The internet's got a whole bunch of cool shit. I found 
the 15th of July, television listings, right? So I'm like, what could possibly have gotten the, the uh, on ABC, the lineup for that night was Life Goes On, a repeat episode, followed by America's Funniest Home Videos, and then a movie called The Man with the Golden Gun. None of those things. I mean, you could see a kid, maybe if you watch Bob Saget's routine in the 90s, you know, on he just thought the comedy wasn't good enough. But I don't think that was what did it. Yeah, know? I don't think it was the content. The Man with the Golden Gun, I imagine that's a pretty good movie. And uh, I don't see him having any problems with that. So CBS had 60 Minutes, followed by Murder, She Wrote. And then the movie, Kenny, uh, Kenny Rogers as the Gambler 3. The legend continues, right? The Gambler Three, which I thought, well, maybe uh, Pope Francis. He he was what, caught up in the Gambler Three. Maybe it was a leading lady, Linda Gray, who 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 turned who turned him on. Maybe got him feeling things that he wasn't supposed to feel as a man of God or whatever. Got the guilties. Maybe got the guilties. Broke it up. Linda Gray. Hmm. I don't know. Not my type. Not enough to get me to give up TV forever. But uh, could be, could it be Kenny Rogers, luscious beard like the the silver the silver beard and tan skin of Kenny Rogers as a gambler himself? Maybe said, made him come pl- on, number three. That's always the worst. I think progressively worse with the uh, oh because the movie itself maybe was subpar was being so the third bad. sequel that he yeah. says I can't watch this crap anymore. <laughs> well, maybe, but that's more of a movie than a TV show. So what was on Fox, you know? I was like, maybe he's watching Fox. Well, that's what was on, what was on NBC. NBC had The Wonderful World of Disney. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It no. was called A Friendship in Vienna. Maybe not the best uh, that Disney's done. And then they had a movie called uh, Love and Hate, A Marriage Made in Hell. It was kind of a made-for-TV movie. It didn't seem to be kind of, non, kind of innocuous. Not really anything that would cause me to think this is what's going to quit and make the Pope quit. So it has to be Fox, right? Fox, they had The Outsiders, America's Most Wanted, The Simpsons. Uh, then it was Married with Children. All of a sudden, I started thinking, Married with Children. Hey, I'm thinking Christina Applegate as uh, Kelly Bundy. Really slutty. Very slutty young girl. Maybe maybe Pope Francis got a little, got a little uh, excited. Or Peg. Maybe Peg's more his style, right? <laughs> Peg Bundy, yeah. But we're talking about the Catholic Church here. So most likely Bud. It was Bud Bundy. Uh-oh. The yes. little, little, like short, it looked young, you know, Bud Bundy. Could that have been? Got the, got Pope uh-huh. Francis. What is it? Well, maybe it was the Virgin Mary who must have been an apparition in Carmen. Just. Maybe wasn't watching American TV either. Well, see, there you go. Maybe there's some Italian show, which is just full on pornography there, eh? And in Italy. Right. On TV. All these boobies flying all over the place. Well. Speaking of boobies and the Pope, this brings me to my second story, which is which comes from CNN. Which CNN likes to make a story out of nothing. In this case, they did it again. Uh, it said, speaking off the cuff to many engaged couples gathering Wednesday at St. Peter's Square for his weekly audience. He takes a weekly audience, eh? He just goes out to the square and takes an audience, the Pope. Cool. That's pretty cool, eh? He just goes talks to the people. Not in his little Pope mobile. Mm. No, goes out. He's probably got a bunch of security, though. And Pope Francis says, uh, he talked to a bunch of engaged couples, they said, eh? and, he, and he said to them that a lifetime of, of love takes time to grow. The alliance between of love between a man and a woman is an alliance for life. It cannot be improvised and it is not made in a day, the Pope said. Um, 
And then it goes on to say about how his chief officer said that the vote, uh, for gay marriage in Ireland was, um, a defeat for humanity or whatever. Pope never said that, but this one of his big guys did. Uh, and then the Pope didn't mention it at all. He was talking about engaged couples. CNN tried to bring that argument into the story by just mentioning something else and trying to pin it on this story. But, uh, I imagine the Pope's not for it. Any of the gay marriage thing, but he said, um, he did talk about the, this young couple, uh, he told them about the uh, importance of their engagement periods to come to know each other and better planning for the beautiful yet demanding enterprise of marriage that he has never experienced. And uh, he also argued implicitly against premarital sex. This is the part that I always, I I get a little um, curious about. I said the church in her wisdom, so the church is a woman, I guess, maintains the distinction between an engaged and married couples. They're not the same. Today's culture and society have become rather indifferent to the delicate and serious nature of this passage. So in the Pope's opinion, there's a passage when you have a relationship that you're supposed to court and then you're supposed to become engaged, get to know, prepare for living together. But uh, the marriage is when the physical, uh, when you can uh, look after a person's physical needs, right? Like a sexual needs. You right, know? but that's not the only thing marriage brings to the table but that is i suppose no but he's saying he's saying that you can't do that until marriage right like he's saying before that you can't even think about uh um if you're yeah. like if you're if your fiance a woman was uh you know having a real rough week uh, you know stressed out <laughs> and you could tell she's on edge right and uh she's in like say maybe she's ovulating or something like that like her body's still uh it's an animal. Yeah. It's going PMSing. through cycles, yeah. whatever. No, she's a, she's, she's, she's a horny. She's tantalized. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Yeah. She's in the port. This is a woman you love. You can see that all that woman needs is perhaps a little bit of care, a little bit of love and care, a little bit of tickling. Not before marriage. Curl her toes. Maybe just have, you know, get her off, right? That's all you need. A little stress reliever. There's a medical uh, benefit to it. Don't you agree? Yeah. It's a, it's a need. Now here you are, a man that's a, uh, pledged your an, an eternal love to that woman. You know, you say, "I'm going to dedicate my entire life to you. I'm marrying you. I'm going to be." But you have to wait till after. But you have to wait. You have to but wait. This particular day that we set a year and a half ahead, because the halls were booked and we need that much time to buy the wedding dress and book the photographer and blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, me and you both got to like I got to have blue balls for like. An extra six months because we couldn't get the German Hall, you yeah. know? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm just seeing if there's a man and a woman and both of them are, uh, both of them have a physical or fit, like something that's built into our humanity that we have this need to procreate that cr- creates these urges and stuff. Yeah. That if, if you were in a loving relationship to, to uh, satisfy each other, bring each other pleasure and joy... Right? Where's the sin in that? I don't understand the sin in that. Well, and how many, what percentage of uh, engaged couples actually do what they are supposed to do according to the Pope? Well, the Pope says no one is. Like he says that um, nowadays, he said uh, in today's culture, they become indifferent to it. They don't care. Yeah. In today's culture, people don't treat it a, a different to be engaged or married. Like they just live together, they have sex, they. You know, they just behave like Lots a married of people couple. Don't even get married. 
Right. right. Because even that, because it st- stops making sense, you know, because it's just for the, the, yeah. uh, the ritual or the, yeah. the party or the get the money or whatever it is. That's why you get married. Right. So, yeah. Cause it's not even the legality anymore after you live together for six months in Quebec. Yeah. In Quebec when it, yeah. And that's the other thing too. Like if you live together, you're pretty much like legally married anyways after and you've so been if together. There's no religion involved in the decision making process. Then, right. you know, you why didn't bother? A- Right. Remember in Quebec and Quebec, a lot of people don't get married anymore. And that's a, that's yeah. a staunch Catholic province in Canada. Like yeah. there's a lot of Catholics in Quebec. So you mentioned little C though, and then staunch, they're staunch Catholic. Yeah. And what about like shouty capitals Catholic? Those are the staunch ones. Those are staunch. Well, you like, yeah, like charters. He's staunch. He's a big, big C. You don't, what you think you mean? Like more mil- militant I, Catholics? I didn't know. Like Catholic extremists? Be... Catholic or extremists? just let's say... Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, how about like, um, like if every religion, you know, like if, like if you look at the, uh, every religion, you'll find like, there's good parts of it, right? Like there's like most, there's something you can read in any of the books that's going to say like, be nice to each other and, you know, take care of one another or something like that. There's something nice in every one of the books, right? Right. But there's also crazy stuff in all the books, right? Yeah. So the one for us to say that, um. So the, the extremists in any one of those religions would then find the crazy stuff in their book and then they get right, right onto that stuff, right? Yeah. Like they get right onto the the crazy stuff. Well, in Catholic, and the Catholics, uh, what would be the most extreme Catholics that are out there? Those would be like the ones that blow up abortion clinics and kill doctors and stuff. Yeah. Right? So Charles is a, is a staunch Catholic, right? But he's not an extremist, I wouldn't say. Yeah. There, and there, then there would be different... Sex, you would imagine, like S E C T S. Sect. Sex. Sect. <laughs> Sectus. That would have different extreme behaviors, I guess. Right? Because some people like to torture themselves or like to. Uh, um, like self mutilate? Yeah. You know, like. Sorry. No problem. So they, they self-mutilate, you were talking about? Yeah. So what is what was that? Like against, are you saying is that against the rules or what? I'm missing No, but that would be another extreme oh. behavior for an extreme, like, you Do know. Catholics do that? Well. Oh, like for what, like they try to like replicate the suffering that Jesus went through? Yeah, People exactly. that want to hang themselves on you the know, cross. You know, or they or do something bad and then they'll punish themselves somehow. Or, is that or, Catholic though? Uh, yeah, I was reading it. Well, it was in. Um, You're reading a smut magazine no, <laughs> or like a no, dirty no, no. novel or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, there's different things like that. I guess I was I was trying to make a reference to the Fifty Shades of Grey, where it was shouty capitals, because you said Little C Catholic. I'm a Little C Catholic. Well, I don't uh, know what that is. I didn't read it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. What, it just means capital C, I guess. Capital C what? Like capital C? Like is that is that like capital punishment? Is that what? Yeah, the, no, no, no. Just a capital large C. A large C Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, that's Charters. He's large C Catholic, but he's not an extremist. No. No, he's not an extremist. He's not crazy. No. And he doesn't follow the rules. You can catch him in rules he doesn't follow all the time. Most Catholics, I'd say all Catholics, really. I don't know how how hardcore you have to be to follow all the rules because the rules seem kind of like, you know, most people just don't really believe in them. But if you go to confession, are you supposed to confess what you are sorry for or what you know you did wrong? You know what I mean? Because like if 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 it's like a, a sin to have premarital sex, but you have premarital sex, but you don't feel bad about it, right? Right. 
She's still saying she's still going to confession for it. Because in the grand scheme of things, it's still not something you're supposed to do as a Catholic. But you don't feel sorry for it, and you're gonna like you're gonna you just you thought it was great, right? And you and you want to do it again, and you don't see anything wrong with it as long as you're responsible, take right. all the proper precautions and stuff, and it's in a loving relationship. But that is not what you're supposed to do in confession: is confess all your sins. Yeah, but if it's if you don't think it's a sin, is it a sin? Right, and I think it is a sin because it's supposed to be a sin. But do you feel sorry for it? You're just gonna keep doing it. It's like it's like a it's, <laughs> right. it's like a it's like a, right. a if a priest is a pedophile, he keeps saying like I'm sorry. You go to confession, you say I did something real bad, and he goes, oh okay, don't do it again. And he says, oh I, I'm not gonna do it again. I don't want to do it again. And then you're like, and then next Damn week, it, next week you're, you're in confession again. He does it again. You're like, you know, you just stop doing that. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try my best. Uh, and he keeps coming in. I'm a but sinner. But I can just go to confession again. Yeah, I'm pray, pray for mercy. I'm just a sinner. We're all sinners or whatever. I don't get it, man. Sometimes, if you go to, like, if you come into confession, pretend you're anyone. Pretend you're like a real scumbag, right? You come into confession. Now, I'm the priest, Pete, uh, Father Pete, right? Okay, Father Pete. Right? You have to do the whole thing. Bless me, Father, for I've sinned. <laughs> Bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It has been a long time since my last confession. These are my sins. Oh, go on, child. <laughs> I'm a good girl. No, you're not, not this character. You're playing I'm, a character. You're uh, playing a bad, bad girl character. So what did I do? I, uh, I murdered someone and it left them lying in the alley. Murdered them? Yeah. Well, that's bad. And ran away. I knifed them to death. Well, you don't get, you know what, uh, you don't get forgiveness for that. You did something bad. You have to go to jail for that. Oh. That's what I'd say as your priest. See how it works? But you can't tell anybody. I can't? That I committed this murder because you're sworn to secrecy. Or so, you're, you're, it's private. Even when you kill someone? You I can't tell? so, yeah. Even if you like a, were a pedophile or something, you couldn't tell the police if you're a priest? I don't think so. Oh, it's, my it's, goodness. It's all confident. I would break that rule right away. <laughs> First one that did something bad like that, I would be like, well, you can't, I can't let you get away with this. You All summer. you can try to do is guide the child to, I don't, well, I don't really know. This would be a good thing to research. <laughs> I'm going to ask my priest. Yeah. I'm going to say, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't keep a secret like that. They've had movies about it. I know they have. Yeah, one right? Where, like it's controversy, I'm sure, because the, people would confess things to the priest. And then what do you do with that information? My gosh. That's quite a responsibility. Yeah, I don't know about that. What about you? Because you're a doctor, right? So if a doc, if someone comes into your office and tells you something that's like a crime, but they say, "Hey, it's doctor-patient confidentiality," you can't say nothing, anything. Yeah. Well, that's a good point because, like, let's say, for example, um, I suspect child abuse. I'm obligated to report. Right. Um, so spousal abuse as well. Yeah. Yeah, so if you see any eye injuries, um, or of course if the patient fell on two doorknobs, reports, yeah, thing. then um, you're you're obligated to report. So I've never, yeah, murder. I'm, no one's ever come in and just threw old murder at you. Yeah. Hey. Did you know? Can I tell you? Can I confess? Hey, what if it was like a? This is this is hypothetical. What if it was like an old guy comes in, he's losing his mind, he's got a bit of dementia, right? Right. Remembers his 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 youth, right? Like right. A, Remembers his youth, tells you how he killed a prostitute in uh, Brantford in 1947, right? I would just laugh and think it's a story. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Same same thing. Because I get lots of crazies. 
But what? well, no stories like that. Okay, what if it was uh, killed a killed a prostitute in Brantford in 1992? No, he's. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I was a man in my 70s. It was year 2000, and I killed a prostitute in in, in Brantford. I don't know. I would hope I would not come across that information. Yeah, well, you, I would tell. I would say you got to talk to somebody about it, right? Yeah. You can't just and let then, him get away with murder? No, but then, like, is he really telling, like, if it's a crazy person, you're like, yeah. He's not crazy. You... He's got dementia. He's not crazy. He's just oh, got a dementia. Okay, this is a dementia guy now. Or what? If, sometimes guys will get, like, head injuries and then become real honest. You ever see that? Nope. You never seen a guy with a head injury and all of a sudden he's more honest than he was before he got it? Well, yeah, I know that's true, but no, personally, I've never... Sometimes with medication, too. Sometimes people take certain medications and they just become more, like, bluntly honest. Have you seen that before? No. You haven't? I've seen it. We know the same people. I'm really surprised. (laughs) Anyways, the Pope, he's against it. If I would say, if a person came in, I'm going to be the priest now. You just have to say you did dirty things now. You did something. you're You're ashamed of it. Don't murder someone. Just do a dirty thing now. I, I'm supposed to say Yeah, it bless loud? me, Father, for I have sinned. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been a long time since No, no, my, it's just been like a minute. It's been a minute since my last <laughs> confession. Oh, you're the murderous <laughs> one. Are, you're the murdering <laughs> one. Yes, I recognize your I'm voice. Ba- I'm back again. I, I remembered <laughs> that I forgot to say something. But well, what did you do, child? <laughs> I don't know. Just say, well, you committed adultery or something. You don't have to be dirty about it. Yeah, I uh, I coveted my neighbor's wife, Ooh. and <laughs> and we uh, did some dirty things when I went over for wine the other night. Oh man, you did! Oh, the <laughs> <laughs> you're looking for that. Oh, what is it? Oh, I, I don't even have it anymore. So I, I might lost. be a lesbian. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was looking for that sound, soundboard thing. We lost it. I had to, I have no band. I had to put theme songs back on again. <laughs> Anyways, you know what we should do. Yeah, what would the priest do? Oh, you know what? What did you do? What did you do? What did you do? I uh, I um played around with my my neighbor neighbor's wife. Yeah. You played around with her. Yeah. Is she a married woman? Yes. Well, that's bad. You can't do that. Okay. Say she's not. <laughs> You can't do that. Do I need a spanking? Was it was the husband? Okay, was the husband cool with it? No, uh, he doesn't know. Would he be cool with it? No, he wouldn't. Hmm. <laughs> Are you a priest? I, no, I'm. I'm, I'm Father Pete. <laughs> Father Pete. I'm wondering if the husband's. I'm trying to figure out if you've done something wrong or not. See, because I would have to figure out if you did something wrong. Because if you just got, I'm so, not going into detail for you, Father Pete. You don't have to go into detail. I'm just saying if the husband's okay with it. And you and the wife are just having adult fun, and everyone's uh, and no one's getting hurt. Okay, yeah, no, I'm confessing you know? because the husband was not okay with it. Okay, well then you've probably done something wrong. It's a sin. I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna have to do the hail marys and the our fathers, and you're gonna have to stop cheating on this uh, this man's wife. Okay, but no glory oh. bees. I can't do glory bees. Why? Too much. All right, just promise me you don't do it again. And if you do it again, you have to come right in and tell me about it. <laughs> And next time, next time with more detail, you understand? That that would be Father Pete. That's what I would do. Okay. You know what we should do before we go too far? What? Oh, we should do a little segment. <laughs> Wait, I lost my music. We should do a segment on the show that we, we every week we ask our listeners for feedback, eh? 
and this week's no exception. So let's do a little segment that we call uh, feedback. Oh, shoot. We got, oh no, I lost it. <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> Wait, we have to stall. You want to do politics or what? You want to just go to, oh no, music. Uh, technical difficulties. Ready? Let's just do it. We got feedback. <laughs> feedback. <laughs> do, 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 do. There's a part Mike always forgets. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. This week's Feedback, We Got Feedback is brought to you by our good friends from VG Meats. Uh, if you go to our website, livefromthedutchhall.com, there's usually a coupon on there. You can print it out or just tell them that you like the Dutch Hall deal and see if they'll honor it. But otherwise, print it out. You'll be guaranteed to get a good deal on very good meats. Still no pepperettes. And uh, a little bit of the money will come back and help the show. Otherwise, you can click on the Amazon banner, do all your Father's Day shopping for father for your dad out there, and uh, get it delivered right to your house. You don't have to go to stores and dick around with all those people. You just order it on Amazon. You go to my website, click on my Amazon banner, do your shopping, get delivered to your house. Your dad's happy. You're happy. And I get a little bit of money. That'll help the show. So thank you to everyone that's helped us. And that's it for the plugs. And now we can talk about feedback. We got feedback. We get feedback every week. Last week's episode was, um, I got to remember now. What was last week's episode? We did. Um, that was um, the spring farmer. Spring farmers meeting. Right, right, yeah. right. And it was uh, a little bit thrown together. I didn't know. I didn't know. that We had to uh, do a, a curve in the middle of that show. So it kind of went in a different direction than I was hoping it would. But I think it's turned out okay. People seem to like it. Um, we got some. We got an, a little bit of feedback, not that much, but uh, every week we do get feedback from one of our listeners, and I just want to recognize him. Where is he? There he is. I love that word. Oh, we cut it, kept it clean. This has been pretty clean. We have kept our language pretty clean. Yeah, ha- I don't swear. The Haitian dwarf. The Haitian dwarf. Uh, we have, uh, every week we get feedback from a listener who's been with us from the very beginning. And he's our buddy, the Haitian dwarf. And this week's no exception. This week he gave us feedback on iTunes and it says episode 75. Can you believe it's been 75 episodes? That's a milestone. Oh, that's kind of a milestone, right? Every time it ends in a 25 or is it divisible by 25, it's kind of a milestone. Yeah. Right? So seven episode 75, five stars. Five stars as always. Thank you very much. Thank you. He goes, you got me all wrong. It's very funny. I like the expression. I like the randomness of the application. I love the fact that it screws with the regime's idea of what a new newscast could be. Now, this is, do you know what he's talking about? He's the talking about the uh, F. F her right in the P. Yes. Right? Which we talked about last week because he had uh, feedback about it. And yes. So now he's clarifying. I said he didn't like it. He says, no, he likes it. He likes how it screws with the, with the uh, news people. He likes how it's uh, random and 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 it's something you shouldn't say. He goes, the part I hate is when the square root of a douchebag. Have you heard that expression before? Square no. root of a douchebag. Well, I've never heard it either. So he's saying that the guy who invented the expression "effer right in the p," if you took him and multiplied him by himself, 
you would get a douchebag, is what he's saying, right? The square root of a douchebag. So you have to multiply him by himself and you yeah. equal a douchebag, right? Yeah. Anyways, he goes, the part I hate is when the square root of a douchebag decides he is important on this planet because he is on the internet, which sounds fairly uh, like an, another attack towards me, doesn't it? <laughs> Keep going. But he says, no offense, Pete. Uh, uh, well, there you go. Yeah. You didn't mean it towards no, me. There you go. No offense, Pete. You are actually entertaining people for an hour plus every week. Ah, very nice. I am doing that. Thank you for the for the uh, recognition for what I do. Um, I just wish that proud dude would get effed right in his pee, right? So I would assume what he means by that is pee hole, right? Like effed right in his pee hole. Yes. That would be painful. But Ouch. Anyway. Get knocked down a notch. What? Because he seems, well, yeah. he seems pretty cocky. Like, look at what he's accomplished. Well, the, the right? original the original video was, uh, if he did it, if he did that whole effort right in the P thing, and he did it, uh, and he did it where he said, I'm actually doing this as a um, an attack to the established news because I find it to be um, frivolous and and sensationalized and yeah. not at all journalism anymore and blah, 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 just a freak show and all the rest of it. And he said, so we're going to mess with that. We're going to screw with them, you know, like kind of like an anonymous style that we're going to send out people to, to go after uh, the news teams by saying this phrase. I would have respect for him. What happened was he made like a douchey video of, you know, and, yeah. it, and the thing caught on and the and people it took it. They evolved. That. Yeah. Uh, outside of any of his own efforts, you know, it right. evolved into something that had but a greater he's meaning. Owning it as, which is cool, which is true. Yeah. but it was, yeah, it was, that was it not the original intention. No, that's right. Yeah, it wasn't due to your intention that it ended up being this. It's cool that it ended up being this, but it's not. It's not due to your efforts. Right. It's only. It's only lucky that you started it. You know. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. So the Haitian dwarf would like to see him getting effed in his pee hole. Is what he said. <laughs> So for that reason, my good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf, and I think this is unprecedented, has been named episode 75, or 76, I guess this would be, 76 Listener of the Week. Let's hear it for the Haitian Dwarf. He's never dwarf. been named. No. No, never been named Listener of the Week. And to my recollection, maybe I'm wrong, but it, I don't think he's ever been named Listener of the Week. And he's been there since the beginning, so it's about time we named Listener yeah, of the Week. well worth it. All right, and we also, you know, this was a pretty good week for people from all over the world. We got some, we got some listeners this, uh, the last couple of weeks. We got listeners from Kenya, cool, in Africa. We have got, and uh, they they started out with their female orgasm episode, and then they've been on the new ones now. So welcome to listeners from Kenya, and we also, I got a whole bunch of people. We got people from uh, Compton, you know, Compton, California. Nope. What the like the this the home of like the. Uh, the, all the NWA, like, uh, gangster rap from the 90s of Compton. Oh, it's okay. a real tough tough neighborhood, Compton. Nice. They love us, they love us there in Compton. Grand Prairie, Texas, Wadefield, Ro Rhode Island, Los Angeles, California, Columbia, South Carolina, Candler, North Carolina. For or, uh, And we got we got a whole bunch. We got another uh, listener from France. We got a whole bunch from, from Ontario. It has been a really great week for uh, listeners from outside the area. I think in the Norfolk County, we've seen the people stop listening a little bit because they're busy planting crops and stuff like that. But for the other people, uh, we can see people from all over the place that have jumped on board. So welcome to all our new listeners, and we hope you like it. That's feedback. We got feedback for this week. 
We kept on track. Yeah, we did okay. Hey, you know, uh, we got religion done. So now we got to go to politics, right? And now you, you are my wife, and I understand I've watched you over the last uh, number of years. And your interest in politics, I would say, is just not there at all. Is that correct? Zero. Zero. I listen to you talk and judge politics and comment on, but I have zero interest. Well, I think you are in the majority of the population who thinks politics is is, uh, stupid and boring and as they have very little connection to it. You know, is that would that be fair to say? Yeah. Or you just doesn't interest it does nothing about it tickles you? I think it's just a whole bunch of different opinions and it doesn't amount to getting anything accomplished. Like Ah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Actually. Like, so I don't like to listen to all that bullshit that doesn't get anything done. Yeah. I don't know. You're right. This is what I think that should happen. This is why I want to be the speaker of, of the house or whatever it's called, speaker. You know, when they call me Mr. Speaker and I get to like, I get to keep these people in order. That's what I would love to do because in my opinion, this is all the government should do is run the country and tell the truth. Those are the only things you have to do. And the speaker should say to them, run the country and tell the truth. Anything else is bullshit, right? Right. And then when they go, when these guys go through, I watched a bit of question period today and watch these guys argue. And what they do is... It's the same thing every every week, every year. It's always the same thing. It just gets worse, right? People yeah. always want to tell what the other guy's doing wrong and what they're doing right, right? And right. They, they want to throw as much scandal and bull crap. Yeah. That's why they call it politics on the news. They call it politics because they don't call it government because it's not. they don't care about the governing of the country. They just care about the politics, the catty bullshit that's on the side. That, uh, is interesting where one guy's mad at another yelling at him saying you're doing good and you're doing bad. Yeah. I'll tell you. They run out of time and then it's holidays. Yeah. And, or they're camp, or they're campaigning, which right now they're campaigning already for, for an October election. So they have other priorities other than governing because they have to get reelected or like. Yeah. Whereas if they would just do the job, it would take so much less time. Also, when you have a majority government, you know what's going to happen anyways is what they want, right? So if you need to get your points across, you should do it efficiently. Don't keep belaboring the same point. No one's ever going to admit that their point's right or wrong. And the speaker should be more like a nego- like a, more like a, a negotiator. Or keep th- yeah, keep things moving. Yeah, like what Look, are we trying to do here, let's guys? Let's get the bullshit out of the way. What's the real point to this whole thing? You should be the thing. You're good. <laughs> let's move on. That's what I want to do too. The same thing as what you're talking about. You're like, I get it. Okay, you you like uh, giving business money because. Then you think that they're gonna, the businesses are doing well. They're gonna have more jobs to offer, and then everyone's gonna have more jobs, and everyone's gonna have more money in their pocket. They're gonna pay more taxes. They're gonna uh, spend more money and more sales tax and all the rest of it, right? So that's what one party thinks. The other one thinks, oh, we gotta help everybody out. We gotta give them everything they need so they're supported by the government and taken care of, and then and then the businesses should pay for it all, right? And the people should just get it, right? And then the other one's like, I'll do whatever you want me to do as long as it's kind of like different than the other two, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? So you paraphrase or you like interpret, get down to the real nuts and bolts well, it's the as same a speaker. Sh- right. It's the same shit every time. I get it. You think this, you think that, right? right? So picture that the problem that the government has to solve is some guy is hungry, right? Some guy's hungry. A homeless man is hungry, yeah. right? And the, and, the, and the problem is how are we going to solve this uh, problem of, of this, of giving this, feeding this homeless guy, right? So then the conservatives would come in and say, or no, sorry, the NDP would come in and say, give that guy some money, right? 
so he can go buy some food. Right. Right. The liberals would come in and say, give that guy a sandwich. Right. And the conservatives come in and say, give that guy a job. Right. Right. So he can buy it. They all are going to get the guy their food. Right. But the, they all have a different way of going about doing it. And then everyone will tell, spend time, the taxpayers' money, telling how their other guy's idea is stupid. Right. And yeah. how, and then they'll throw in some scandals in there and some, some things that'll make this guy look unfavorable. And they still know the guy's going to get fed or whatever. Yeah. In yeah. the end, the guy gets fed. Bottom line, coming at it from different angles, different perspectives. Yeah. That's a good example. But what also bothers me about the government is that they don't, uh, if a guy's like, um, like, let's say you're a conservative, you're looking across there, and a liberal stands up and says, hey, you know, I read that bill that you guys put forward. In my opinion, it's leaving out this, you know, and if you could, if you would put this amendment in it, it would make it better. So it would suit that one person, that would suit that one person or whatever, or that group that you're missing out on. And then the other person's like, oh, you know what? We never thought of that, right? They would never do that. It's a good idea. Yeah. Let's throw that in. Never in a million years. Positivity. You have to, yeah. You're telling me that of all years, like, I don't know how long this goes back, but in all the years I've been paying attention to it. That the, the opposing parties never had a good idea? Like ever, not a, ever a good idea? These are smart people. A lot of them are smart. Or some of them are smart. Yeah. A couple of them have to be smart. Right? right? So like you figure one of them have a good idea. Can't admit they're having a good, they have a good idea. Or maybe they do and they just don't cover it on the news because they just show the absolute worst of parliament on the news. They never show them actually getting stuff done. Yeah. Well, that's what the news does, right? They love to actually add to the controversy and the, right because that's a story. Right, right. They just care about those stuff that, that is going to sell or make it be interesting yeah. to people. They don't want to say like, oh, like this government's been really good at fixing, providing money to the, for infrastructure, the municipalities or something like that. Yeah. To try to, no one cares. The liberals and conservatives got together on this issue and they actually, got you know, done. got something done. Ah, boo. Uh, yuck. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you know, like uh, boring. Elizabeth May got drunk and called uh, Harper a prick. You know, like it was yeah. like, oh, perfect. You know, that's that's gonna yeah. lead abdominal tonight. cancer. You know, like all this tragedy and horrible and. Oh yeah, the ones that like Rob Ford actually plays into it quite well. Like this guy has cancer now, Rob Ford. Yeah. The mayor of Toronto, the former mayor of Toronto. Now he's a counselor. He had, finishes his cancer surgery and goes, uh, supposed to go right home, but he stops in at City Hall, talks to the press, gets his picture taken, stuff like that, thanks to people at the hospital. And it's like perfect. The guy, the guy's doing it only to get more, uh, to see more human. It's all a ploy to, for pub, uh, public perception, you know, to build his uh, image back up after he was the crackhead mayor, right? And it's perfect. The guy's doing like even in the sickest state, he really does have cancer. He really did have a horrible surgery. He still finds this way to politic himself to try to make it work to his advantage. You know? Yeah. And it's like uh, it makes me sick. The whole thing makes me sick. Why don't you guys just like worry about doing your job? But it's because it's you only get your job by being liked by people who don't know what they're voting for, anyways. Because most of the people that vote don't really pay that much attention to what they're voting for. It's kind of like voting for the Habs versus the Leafs or something like that. You just pick your color and vote for it. But you should like, and because most of the time when you do pay attention, you realize it's just three piles of the same crap. You know, like it's, yeah. there's no real difference between it all. The one thing that has come out with our Canadian election, there is a, an election uh, for the fall plan. So the, they because they know this far in advance that it's planned, they've stopped governing and started just taking care of uh, working on their 
um, campaign. And uh, so the attack ads came out this week. And the one thing I want to say was the one that was most notable was the uh, conservatives one. And, and surprisingly, they didn't go after the, the opposition party, which is the NDP. They went after uh, the liberals, right, who they think might be a better, a bigger threat or easier to squash or whatever. But um, they did. Uh, you see, you saw the ad, eh? Mm-hmm. And it was a bunch of people sitting around a boardroom, right, sitting there looking at the application for prime minister, right? Like you, Like in this world that they created... The, the, if you want to be prime minister of the country, you submit a resume and a, and a group of people get to just look at your picture and uh, judge you based on your resume and then uh, decide if you're going to be prime minister or not, right? That's the right. power in this uh, universe that they've created in the commercial. That's the power that this table has, right? Like a focus group or something. Right. That gets to- so they make a file. This is all created. They make a file and the file's got his picture on it. So he, they start out by saying like, oh, look, we have uh, Justin Trudeau, right? And they're like, um, oh, look, he even put his picture, right? So that they, they make it look like he put his picture on his resume, which is something that's a little vain to do, can you say? Yeah. That would be a van, a vanity thing to do. But it gives you an impression. It gives you an impression that he's never done. He's never given his picture on a resume. Mm-hmm. He never handed in a resume to be prime minister to the, the, this group of people. But then you can see that he's young. That's right. They're getting their, their thing across. which is basically saying, not only is he young, he looks young. You know, Dust, yeah. Justin Trudeau is 43, mm-hmm. right? Did you know who the youngest prime minister ever was in Canada? No. Oh, I'll, I'll let you know a little piece of trivia was Joe Clark. Joe Clark was 39 when he was elected no uh, uh, prime minister. Do you know that was not like not too long ago? No. Do you know who the next youngest one was? Nope. Brian Mulroney. Really? 1985. Brian Mulroney was 45 years old. See, so we have a history of young prime ministers. Yeah, conservatives too. And the next one was uh, Kim Campbell. She was in her late, uh, maybe 47 or something. Wow. Like that. But uh, there you go. You got Brian Mulroney, one of a uh, great uh, conservative uh, hero as a prime minister. He was like served for eight years or plus or whatever, or a long time, like in the 80s. That was Brian Mulroney was the guy, right? Helmet hair. But he looked old, eh? Even though he was <laughs> yeah, 45. he looked old. He had that old, you know, potato head kind of yeah. like, he looked like if you saw a picture of Brian Mulroney in grade school, he would have that big chin. Yeah. He looked when like he an old man. he was a baby, he looked like an old man. Yeah. yeah. Brian Mulroney. So that's what he had going for him. He didn't look young, right? Where Trudeau looks young. He's, yeah. He's like, he's got a young look to him. He's, well, like his father. He's cool. Yeah, but his father was already old and bald and stuff by the time yeah. he got in the spotlight, right? Yeah. And, or maybe he was just bald, but he, he, he still has that youthfulness about him, right? Yes. And that's the thing... Uh, I think that the two together don't go well. If 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 Trudeau was balding and fat, you know, if he looked like Stephen Harper did when he was forty three, it would be no, not an issue. You wouldn't even say anything about it. But know? that's the angle to take when you're trying to diss him, right? Yeah, you you try to d- discredit him based on his appearance, right? And yeah. it's it's called a if it was a, if he was fat and you did it, if he was like a fat guy, and you just like made fun of him for being fat on the commercial. Because when this commercial goes on, they just talk about how. They even like they even like patronize him a bit. They go, "I'm not saying no forever, right? Just for right now." He goes and he goes, "He's just not ready," and that's their tagline. Justin Trudeau, he's just not ready. Yeah. And then the the one guy in the boardroom, this the Indian guy, goes, "Nice hair though," 
right? Yeah. Nice hair though. Which is a, which is another dig. It's yeah. A, it's a passive aggressive. Like it's just saying that he's just a pretty boy. Yeah. He's not exactly right. Well, number one, uh, like if he was a fat guy and you're like, oh, he's like a, he's like a nice gut or something like that. Well, yeah. And so many politicians are gross and disgusting. Yeah. And if and, you made fun of them for their, know. for their appearance of being unattractive, you would be considered to be a, a bully, a terrible right. human. But to make fun of a person because they're too youthful and, and pretty to be taken seriously. Yeah. So there's no right. There's That's bullying yeah. too. That's the same sort of garbage, right? Silly. Just, you, you need to look like you're going to have a heart attack any day now. And then you've worked hard and sat at a desk and been stressed and worried about decisions. Yeah. And then you're ready. And that's the thing about, uh, uh, that's the thing about what I would like in this election is finally, I mean, we've had baby boomer uh, prime ministers since Joe Clark, I think, right? Like, I think we've had uh, pretty much, I think we had, Cretchen uh, probably wasn't a baby boomer. He was probably like a, before that, he was old, right? Yeah. But if you were, but pretty much we've had baby boomers since the 80s for sure. So like, what is that? Like now we're like, what, 30 years? Yeah. 30 years. For 30 years, we've had baby boomers run our country. They did what they did, right? And I'm waiting for them to, to, waiting for someone like from my generation to be in charge, right? Yeah. So an Xer, like someone in a different generation, maybe have some new ideas to stop thinking the same way that we've always been thinking because it's like the same old tired stuff. We're not getting anywhere, right? Yeah. So I'm like, well, finally, we got a young guy. I don't want to vote for Trudeau just because he's young. I would like him to be qualified as well. But like, at least he's young, right? But unfortunately, I watched him in parliament. I went and checked out, see what this guy does. His problem is that he's so goddamn proud of himself. Every time he pulls something off, he can't hide it in his face. Mm. So like he makes a point in parliament to hack on the prime minister, which is his job or whatever. I guess that's his job. Well, he, after he makes the point and his like little, they have their little teams of people in their party behind him. Right. And every time they finish saying something, their team gets up and starts cheering for him, patting him on the back. You High know? five in. Like pretty like, much, you know. It's their little woot, woot, woot thing when they yeah. do say something. All the guys, their, their, their posse stands up and starts supporting them. And the other guys sit there with their arms folded or boo or whatever they do, like Ugh. behave Ugh. like idiots. I just hate it so much. <laughs> Why doesn't the speaker just tell them, like, stop it, smarten up? You start always saying, like, listen, you, I get what, you know what you're about. You know what you're about. You know what you're about. We get it. Okay. We've heard it. Yeah. We know exactly what you're going to say before you say it. So don't, don't say it. Okay. Just write down your problems. We'll put it on record once and let's get down to fixing, getting stuff done. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're not wasting any more money. And if you keep acting like a jerk, not answering the questions that the people are asking, we're going to take money out of your paycheck and we're going to give it to. That's right. Something you hate. It'll be like an We're going to give it to one of the other parties. Inefficiency claw. We'll yeah. We'll claw take your back. paycheck and give it to the opposing party to use for like, um, campaigning, you know? So it comes, it doesn't come out of the taxpayer's dollar. It comes out of, uh, your pay. And that's all you can campaign with is whatever the fines are. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I think I got this thing figured out. Well, there's politics done. Check. Check. So the only thing left to do is sex, Jane. Sex. And what do you mean by sex? You know, I've held held on to it to the last one, baby, because it's the end of the show. We're at an hour mark right now. (laughs) And it's uh, the only thing we haven't talked about is sex, and it's the end of the show. Nice. So let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) Let's talk about you and me. me. And some transgender people in BC. <laughs> there is a group of people in BC. <laughs> uh, 
who have filed to have gender removed from birth certificates. That's Sex. ridiculous. Right? So they want gender removed from birth certificates. Well, can't they just add a third, like unknown or unclear? No, you can't. Because what you're doing to these babies is you're labeling them as a, before they've, they've determined what they are. And then you're putting unfair labels and pressure, which then cause this person to be in, in a whole m- bunch of trauma. Right? Okay? Let me read the story. It's happens in Vancouver. It says here, nine. I've highlighted it. Nine. Nine intersex and transgender people, along with the Trans Alliance Society, which I looked up to see what that was, the Trans Alliance Society. And? It is a group of people from BC that consists of those nine people. Nah. Right? It is the same goddamn <laughs> nine people. Maybe they're friends and family or whatever, right? Oh, that's ridiculous. But uh, they have filed a complaint with the BC Human Rights Tribunal to remove gender from birth certificates. And it says, Morgan Ogre... The society chair and trans woman. So what's a trans woman? Is a trans woman is a, a born with male genitalia, but then lives like a woman? Is that the trans woman? I don't like know. Like Bruce Jenner would be a trans woman or a trans man? I have no idea. I don't know. That's the thing. It was, it's hard for us to follow the rules you want us to follow if we don't know what they are. But uh, anyways, this Morgan Ogre, she said that uh, the gender markers off birth certificates intersex trans and non-gender non-conforming residents will no longer be born into discrimination i I read that wrong but they're saying if you take it off the birth certificate you won't be born into discrimination we're trying to get it so that if you want to find someone's gender you ask them and you can ask them to to declare it so it would be like you would have a baby right you'd have a baby and they'd say Everyone be waiting around saying, what did, what did Jane have? What did Jane have, right? And they're like, oh, she had a baby. We had a baby, a healthy baby. We have to wait till they can talk. And then you're like, well, what is it, a boy or a girl? We're like, we're, we're, we don't know yet. We can't tell you. Um, we were, just, we're waiting for, to the, for them to tell us, right? Can't you just say, is it a penis or a vagina? I don't know. You could say that. You could say that. But right, you're, that's you're, not gender. You run the risk of... of, of, of uh, People assuming it's uh, male or female yeah. because it's a penis and or a vagina. And then they're going to put their preconceived notions, they're going to project it on that oh child. Oh my goodness, right? yes. That would be right. wrong. So I pictured it. I would picture it. Like, the one thing that they're missing in this logic is that even if they were to pass, okay, they don't put gender on the birth certificates, right? The, do you think that all people... Now that the gender is not on the birth certificate anymore, that all people are not going to refer to their child born with a penis as a son or child born with a vagina as a, as a, as a daughter. And they're not going to say it's a girl or it's a boy because you don't write it on the birth certificate. And they say, you know, that'll hurt some people's right. feelings if you say that. Yeah. And it's like, no. oh, really? How many people's feelings will be hurt? I was like, oh, like nine out of 30 million yeah, people like, exactly. Will be... What percentage of the population would actually be affected by this? Like, I have, I have no problems with their decisions to be whatever they want to be, you know? But I'm just saying, as a child, I picture putting me into the situation where I'm born, right? I look yeah. at my parents. Parents are like, we're not telling you nothing about gender. That's all up to you, buddy, right? And I'm like, okay. So I get... I. I just am a kid. It doesn't come up. I don't really think about it. You know, I think about gender as a kid. You know, I'm just doing whatever a kid does. You look at what your peers do, right? You just do what they do. You kind of figure it out by what you're doing, what you like, what you don't like. But you can notice there's differences. There's like uh, some, like other, they're, they're shaped different. They have a different hair and different, uh, they're softer or whatever, more sensitive. They're crying all the time. They're different sort of people than I am, right? Yeah. 
but uh, maybe not. Maybe if I'm in a class with, a, maybe I'm in a small class with a bunch of girls and I'm the only boy in the class, uh, then all of a sudden everyone's wearing dresses to school. But I don't know what gender I'm at. I'm going to just say like, uh, yeah, I want to I I fit in. I want to wear a dress. So your dad's got to be like, oh God, okay, we'll put you in a dress. You go to school and you're like, and then you're like, what, do you, what are you? And you're like, I don't know. I'm just like a kid, right? Right. And then they're like, no, it's time you declared what the heck you are. And then I would be like, well, I'm, a, I'm an Ewok. I'm Batman. I don't fucking know. I'm a kid, right? Yeah, because what are the choices? So when you have to There's declare so many your goddamn... gender, are you a boy? Are you a girl? Then do you have to have like 10 choices? Yeah, transgender because... or queer, you know, like I don't even know what that one is. Because, yeah, I don't understand all the different um, options right now available to yeah, us. Yeah, to be honest, they, blow, they blend together for me too. Yeah. You know what? I want to say this, uh, going with this article a little bit though. It says... Um, your sex is not determined or reflected in your psychology 100% of the time. Up until 2002, uh, wait, I want to see this one. Because um, it is a spectrum, right? If you think about spectrums, I suppose. So boy being at one end, girl being at the other, and then there can be all the in-between. Oh, yeah, here. I want to read. Yeah, there's all that stuff. So, and they'll keep splitting those up too because one person will, won't feel that represent them. Like, yeah. like that label that you try to put on me, it doesn't really represent I, what I am I'm because a little bit of these two. So, add another label in the middle. I ad- I identify with both sexes, so yeah. I feel I'm undeclared. Like, I don't know yeah. what it is, but anyways, Cunningham uh, uh, and the trans. Uh, Alliance Society and the others are being represented by Vancouver human rights lawyer Barbara Findlay. And you'll notice when you read her name, Barbara Findlay, it's spelled without any capital letters. Small b, small f. Barbara Findlay, because she spells her name with no capitals, This the lawyer that's representing them. She's... Yeah, the BC group... Um, oh, shoot. Oh, no. Spells with capital letters. I'm sorry for the dead air, but the part that I had to read was cut off. But it's, she basically said she spelled, she she went in to get a driver's license one time, Barbara Finley, with no capital letters. And she received her driver's license after after requesting, after spelling out how her name is spelled with no capital letters, because she doesn't identify with the laws of the English language where proper names are capitalized. She went to the driver's license office and said, got her driver's license back and saw that her name was capitalized and said, I've just had enough. My human rights are not being uh, represented. And that's why I've decided to fight for people like the, like these transgender people. Those nine people in the are, trans alliance. Who aren't being recognized. Just like she's not being recognized. The one in 30 million people who don't spell their name with a capital letter because most people think that they're not above... The fucking language we yeah. speak. Wowie, wow, wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. Do you know how like ridiculously like self-absorbed what these people have to, them to be? As they were growing up to make them. <laughs> I know, don't understand. Like, I, what in, it's just interesting. I think that that what happens to these people, they're so caught up in their own shit that they just can't understand. The big picture, like I want this. I get everything I want, and I don't want to have any uncomfortability. If something is not the way I like it to be, then it has to be fixed. Like, what kind of spoiled assholes are these people? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I'd rather not spell Big my name picture. with cap- capital letters. You're like, tough shit, honey. 
It's an English language. We speak, we, we all speak it. It's the way, it, way it works. We, we can't make up language rules. Yeah. You can spell your name however you want. You can spell it stupid. A lot of people do that. They spell their kid's name so stupidly that there's no way that kid's going to get it. Like, when someone t- that kid tells the name, there's no way they're going to get it right. Or do it on your own. And so if it's on your driver's license, like that's convention. If you want to do it your own way, then go no. ahead, but keep it quiet. Like, but I am going to take up now the court system right. with this bullshit of right. people not not like, recognizing my they're right. Shouting like, "Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! I need attention!" You know, like what the? What's oh yeah. The point. I don't probably molested. Oh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. And that's another story. <laughs> and that's another story. That kind of leads us into the. Uh, we're at a 112. You want to save the story for the next show? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to call that a show then, everybody. Thank you very much to my guest, Dr. Jane Van Dyke, for coming in this week and talking about sex, religion, and politics. I hope you like it. But well, we might get down to the real stuff now that the show is over. Did it go good? Did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, it was good. I was really worried about the the title. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll be, I was going to be gentle with you. Anyway, so if you guys would like to keep following the show, thanks for listening every week. Tell your friends. We're going to get some more people to listen to this thing. We got some things we're working on as far as uh, some dates coming up where we'll be traveling. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, you can uh, always like me on Facebook, Live from Dutch Hall on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter or Instagram, Dutch Hall, uh, even on Periscope, where hopefully we'll get this technology thing figured out and do more periscoping. And uh, you can always go to my website, lifeofdutchall.com, and support our sponsors, Amazon and VG Meats. Other than that, oh, I should probably get my sound effects together. <laughs> should we still stall a bit, Jane? Did you want? Did you have any plugs? Anything you want to support? We have Relay for Life. We have the uh, next next week. We have the uh, Canadian Cancer Society's Relay for Life. So if you'd like to sponsor yeah. me, you can always go to the uh, live from or so Pete Van Dyke's uh, Facebook page or Peter Van Dyke's Facebook page. And I'll try to put up a way where you can uh, donate. Oh, that's a good idea. To the Canadian Cancer Society's Relay for Life. It's a good event. We're going to be walking all night from 7 p.m. on Friday the 5th to 7 a.m. Saturday the 6th. And uh, trying to get some uh, funds for cancer. All right. Well, until next time, we will uh, see you NT. See you next Thursday. <laughs> all right. Good job, Jane. Cheers. We should have some sexier music. Yeah.